Welcome back, Degenerates, to the Hold the Line podcast, your favorite podcast for sports gambling. We have a great slate today of things we're going to talk about. Uh, we're going to get into the Masters, we're going to get into MLB Futures, opening day, and uh, maybe some other surprises. Starting with, our first surprise is we have a guest on Hold the Line today. Um, our guest's name is True, and I'll give him a second to introduce himself. Hey guys, um, it's True. Hey, I'm glad the uh, the show's back up and running. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to talk Masters. And we are excited to have you. You are our resident Masters guru. I mean, if there's anybody that I need to talk to when it comes to the Masters, you're the person that I listen to the most um, and I trust the most with with your golf knowledge. Uh, you just have a, a, a great track record in this particular arena, so I'm more than excited to have you on, on the show today. Thanks. I appreciate it. Looking forward to uh, providing some stats and hopefully uh, winning some people some money this week. That's what we love to hear. Winning people money. It's, there's nothing better than that. It's such a great feeling. <laughs> yeah. Winning with friends. Yeah, winning is great. Winning money is even better. So oh, yeah. I'm excited to get started. Let's uh, jump right into the Masters. Uh, starting on Thursday, what are some things that uh, you guys are, are looking to see from this Masters? I'll turn it over to the true, honestly, on this one to start us off. What are you thinking, man? So the Masters is such a unique tournament. I mean, it's the first major of the year. When I analyze who I'm looking for to win the Masters or if I'm picking a FanDuel or a DraftKings lineup, I'm looking for people that can chip and putt, people that have really high driving efficiency. A lot of people that are inaccurate don't tend to uh, perform as well, i.e. Bryson DeChambeau. Um, those are just guys that I, I stay clear away from during this type of tournament. It's more about precision as opposed to power and the course is getting longer every year, but again, it, it, it's around the greens that's going to win you this tournament, as you saw last year with Matsuyama. What a great tournament that well, was last year. Yeah, and I love that take. Honestly, he hit the nail on the head with that, um, chipping and putting. You know, it's um, a good old saying, um, putt for dough and drive for show. So, that's that. right, right. Absolutely love that. Yeah. Yeah, some of the guys that I'm looking at, I mean, when I was looking at the uh, the odds to win the tournament for this week, the guy that stuck out the most to me is a top five player in the world, Colin Morikawa. He's 22 to 1 are his odds. He's not who I would necessarily pick as my top person, but he, he's my top two or three pick if, if I had to, to pick somebody. Again, he's had four top fives already this year. And five top tens and only seven events. Um, he didn't place in the top ten last year in the Masters, but he's someone who's already won two majors before the age twenty five. So he, he's somebody that I would definitely look at to uh, to win this tournament. Another guy is uh, is Will Zalatoris. He's yes. thirty two. He he's a guy that was sort of a sleeper last year, and that was his first Masters appearance, and he finished solo second. So he's a guy that's performed extremely well in top-tier events. Um, he's somebody that, that I also look to uh, to play well this week, especially uh, as I hear the weather has been a little rough down there, and they kind of expect it to potentially be 
a different type of course each of the four days based on the rain today and then the wind and temperature changes over the next four days. So Kalamar, Will Zalatoris are two. Love those uh, two. I love the Zalatoris take. Um, I had him written down too. Um, I think that's fun money. He's playing well too. He's, um, first part of the year, he's striking the yep. ball well and he's chipping and butting well too. So, yep. Another guy that I like with a little bit, um, further odds are, are Corey Connors. He's 50 to one. Uh, he's placed in the top 10 of the masters the last two years. He sort of faded last year. Uh, I think the pressure might've gotten to him a little bit, but he's another guy that would be on my radar. If you're looking to try to, uh, Throw a couple of bucks down and see if uh, he can hit. Uh, Billy Horschel would be another guy. Um, he's won the. Uh, he's 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 made eight out of eight cuts. He's at two top ten so far this year. He's seventy five to one odds. So he's somebody that I'm going to throw a couple bucks down for this week. Uh, he's somebody that can absolutely get it done. He hits the ball extremely well um, from from tee to green. So. so he also ranks in the top 30 in, in potting. Um, okay. Love that. That's yep. one of my keys. Yeah. And, you know, while we're kind of talking about this a little bit, uh, the the Masters, I think, is one of the, the more difficult events to actually bet on. Because if you're picking a winner, I mean, there's a big field. Against the field, yeah. Against, like... That's just a tough way to bet. So I kind of wanted to bring up some some, I, some different ways to bet the Masters. I was just gonna I was just gonna yeah. lead into that. Um, and I kind of want to do, if you're okay with this, Frank, a little rapid fire with um true. Sure, do it. Yeah, true's okay with it. Yeah, so sounds great. I Go. love my big thing. I love doing head-to-head matchups. Um, so you can bet like who has the lowest score between the two players on day one. Okay. Um, so I got three quick ones for you. Uh, I'll give you the odds for both of them. Um, who's playing, like, who's who's going up against each other, you just give me off the top of your head who you think, Drew, okay? Got it. Okay. So first one, I got Usazen versus Joaquin Neiman. Usazen is minus 122. Joaquin Neiman's minus 105. I'm going to go with Louie. He's got a, a great track record in all the majors. Love that. Cool. I, I, would, I would agree with you there. I would go with Louie, too, on that one. Um, next one is Morikawa. Versus Dustin Johnson, love this one. They're basically even at minus 109 for Morikawa and minus 117 at Dustin Johnson. Yeah, I mean, Dustin Johnson, he won the Masters when it was played in November of 2020, but then missed the cut last year in last April. I uh, I think poor Colin Morikawa's game has rounded into form a lot better than Dustin Johnson's thus far this year. I take, I take Morikawa all day. Okay, I like that pick. And then last, the third one is Cantlay versus Rom. Cantlay's plus 106. Rom is minus 136. Uh, I mean, it's hard to go against the number two player in the yeah. world. Cantlay has not lived up since he uh, he won the tournament last year. And not referring to Masters, but the uh, the PGA Championship. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Rom, all, all day long, he's finished in the, uh, the top ten. Of all four majors last year, he's finished in the top ten the last four times he's played at Augusta. So it's it's hard to go against John Rahm. Okay, I like that. Um, the minus one thirty six. Um, yeah, I, w- so I wish I was wishing Cantlay was a like a plus yeah. one twenty because I would have laid money on Cantlay. But like you said, I'm not going to get bet against Rom if there's no value yeah, in it. 
So yeah, I mean, anything can happen in one day. I mean, mm -hmm. on the first day, of course. And I, I don't know offhand. Are they? Are, they're not playing in the same tea, tea time, are they? I don't think so. Uh, I haven't looked at tea times to be fully honest. Um, but those are just so, the matchups I had on my bookie. Yeah, I haven't. I can't remember what some of the tea times are for some of the guys, but I, potentially in a scenario like that where they're both top five in the world, um, I may even lean against the person with the leader tea time because of the uh, the weather that's supposed to. I mean, they had to stop the par three tournament early because of thunderstorm yep. uh, today. It's supposed to rain pretty much all afternoon and evening, so that's something to consider for the guys that go out early. Although. A lot of the big names don't go out till mid to late morning, so I'm not sure that necessarily either of these guys are going to be affected. Yeah, Kelly and Rom are in the same group at 141. I'm going to lean Rom. Okay, cool. I love that. And I love Rom too. I mean, I'm 100% team car ramrod. I mean, <laughs> yeah, he's awesome. I mean, ramrod. He's yeah. I mean, he's a phenomenal golfer. So just to to bring it back for a second to to go back to the the bets against the field um, before we continue our discussion different ways to bet the Masters. I wanted to put a little input here um, from some of my research with who I think might be able to take it this year. And I want I want True's opinion on these. Now, these aren't going to be shockers. They aren't going to be like, you know, like, oh, you know, super undervalued. Um, but one thing that I came across is the, the last 15 winners – at Augusta, or the average of the last 15 winners at Augusta, were ranked in the top 30 in driving accuracy and top 50 in driving distance. And this year's field has two players that qualify for that criteria. Who's that? The first one is my man that we were just talking about, Car Ramrod, John Ram. Okay, that makes sense. So I, I love him. He's been in all of my... Um, all of, all of my bets that were like we're in a pool where we do you know you, you take a certain amount of money and you bet different players are worth a different value everybody knows the format mm -hmm. um, so he's he's in in all of those for me um, and uh, Victor Victor Hopkins ooh that one's surprising um, for those stats that's a little, like yeah he's 100% can win this Masters that's, uh, he's yeah uh, so that's where I, Frank, I, I love Victor Hovland. I, every, every, almost every week he's in a tournament. I pick him in a FanDuel lineup. I freaking love this guy's game. He is ranked 209th around the green. So with that being said, he's not even like somebody that I'm even considering to win this week because of how valuable chipping and putting around the green is going to be and is always in the master. So. Just a little tidbit of information um, as you you know place your bets. He's also not a when I when I went with Morikawa, Zalatoris, and those other guys. Those were sort of value odds, or you know odds where you could potentially get a you know under the radar guy that could win you some some good money. What's what's Zalatoris going off at? Thirty oh time or his odds are thirty two to one. Thirty two to one. Yeah. Well, and and I. I wanted to specifically bring up Victor Hovland because of your points earlier with the chipping, putting, driving efficiency, and, and, and precision. Um, and like you said, he is he is a weak putter. That is his weakest, 
or sorry, weak, um, weak short green game, short game. Uh, that's definitely his weakest thing, but he's gaining an average of 4.4 strokes on approach, which is going to be a factor. Yeah, that's phenomenal. That's actually yeah, more than I thought. Yeah. I, I would not have guessed that he was gaining 4.4 strokes on approach. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we kind of, we alluded to it very, very briefly, so I just made a note and I, I wanted to bring it up. Uh, the weather this weekend at a Yep. So yeah. what we're seeing predicting right now is some storms on Thursday, and then it, it's kind of going to clear up Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's going to be wet. Warming up. It's, it's going to be wet. It's been raining all it's week. It's going to be wet. So you know when it's when it's wet, I feel like the field short game all kind of becomes worse overall because those, yep. the greens are going to run. So somebody who already has a bad short game. I think is going to benefit from everyone else having a bad short game. Uh, yeah, I dis- I kind of disagree with you on that because when it does get wet, I think you can throw darts in a little bit more. You know, you can hold greens a little bit better. Um, yeah. The greens aren't as fast. Yeah, does it take birdie out of play a little bit? Because, yeah, fast greens, more birdies, you can make longer putts. Um, sure. But I do think your philosophy of, like, Victor Holliver and, and – Equaling the field a little bit, like getting closer to the field in the short game, mm-hmm. does make sense mm-hmm. for when it gets wet. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't yeah. know. I, I, I totally, yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Okay. Um, yeah, but to your point, I, I still think the the putting is it's it's not going to there's there there's still value to be had in being a top tier putter um, yep. or chip, you know chipping around the green. Because um, these guys, you know, bump and run, play out of the sand. There's a lot of sand in Augusta, so your short game still needs to be on point. And, and Victor's just has not. He's played pretty well over the course of this year. I think he's got one win. Um, so I mean, he's definitely capable of winning this tournament. You just don't think his short game's there? I just don't. No, not at this current okay. current moment. And yeah, that's a fair take. Yeah. You know, at nineteen to one odds, uh, you know, I wouldn't put my money. I, I would take Colin Morikawa, who has been extremely consistent this year. Again, four top fives in seven events. That's that's pretty remarkable. I love that. Um, so then let's talk about the world number one real quick. Um, Scott yeah. Scheffler, he's going off at pl- plus twenty five. What, what? What a tear! Yeah, he's on. A, he, he's, on he's, he's playing the best golf. Um, he won the Dell. Um, that Dell match play open, whatever that was. Um, and he looked great in that open. He was throwing darts the last couple rounds. Like the, from the semi, the quarterfinals to the finals. Absolutely out, just hunting pins. Um, he's going off to, at 2,500, plus 2,500. I love him. He's my pick. I know typically world number ones don't do as well in majors, but. I think he's kind of a for sure bet and almost like too easy of a pick. I don't know yeah, if it's... You know, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut off. I know I completely agree. I mean, you got golf is a streaky sport. When you're up, you can be way up. And when you're down, it can feel like it's never going to end. Yep. And three wins in your last five starts, that's, uh, that's going back to the days when Tiger only played six events in a year and won four times. I mean, you don't see this happen at all. People barely win two times in a calendar year, let alone three times in five starts. And granted, these are Scheffler's only three wins. 
I mean, he's been phenomenal. He's got six top tens this year. Yeah. Um, he's absolutely someone who I would pick to win this. Um, I, wa- I want to make sure, because i got to go here in a minute, yeah. I want to make sure I reference this person's name um, because he has played almost as well as Scotty Scheffler, and I think he's flying under the radar. Maybe I'm wrong, and we'll see what the percentages are when uh, the lineups are locked tomorrow. But Cameron Smith won uh, the players. Cameron Smith, yeah. Two wins, two wins, four top tens in the last seven starts. The mullet. Up to, I love the mullet. The mullet, the stash. And I don't know, his girl is smoking hot. Yeah, he's got a phenomenal-looking girl. He's got a phenomenal <laughs> golf game. This dude's got it all, and he's got a, he's got a unique swagger about him. I mean... He's also a top five putter in the world. So yes, he is something to, something to consider. And and Frank, I can't jump off without repping my boy Xander Shoffley. He has not had the type of twenty twenty two year mm-hmm. that we're accustomed to. I mean, he's only got a few wins on tour, but he did win the gold medal in Japan. He's been in the top three the last two Masters. He's been really, really close. He performs well. He, he cost himself on the 16th hole in the final round last yes. year when he dunked it in the water. Yes. That but is. he's a guy that is in contention. So a lot of the times in most majors, so not just the Masters. So I expect him to perform well. Um, I got to jump off, guys, but it was it was great to be on. I appreciate you guys let me uh, on. And uh, shoot me a DM if there's any any golf questions I can help out before the tee time start in about 13 hours. Yep. Uh, thank you so much, yeah, Drew. Well, we definitely appreciate you coming on, and this is why we love your just expansive knowledge of the game and everything you have to offer with your, your picks and insights. So we appreciate you being on, True. We'll definitely have you back, uh, if not for golf, for something else uh, in the near future. And, yeah. Let's uh, let's go sports. We'll see. We'll talk to you next time. That's awesome. Go sports and uh, let's win some money this weekend. Talk right. to you later, guys. Hey, talk to you, man. See ya. Right. Man, what a um, good insight that he had there. Um, let's unpack that a little bit. So yeah. he finished off with Cameron Smith and Alexander Shoffley. I I forgot about Cameron Smith. I because I know no, I know he won the players. The mullet yeah. dude is greasy as hell. I was say, how could you forget? And he just threw that out there, and I, I this whole week looking at players' names, totally forgot about Cameron Smith. He's um for Group B in the Masters, um, which is well, I'm sorry, my Group B that I have for my um bookie. He's in a group that is Colin Morikawa, Dustin Johnson, Patrick Cantlay, and Brooks Kepka. Um, and he's going off at two seventy five plus two seventy five in that for the um. The total, like to win, like the best score out of all four rounds for yeah. all those, and I love that. I think that he could. I just hate that group because there's more cows in it, Patrick Cantlay's in it, and Dustin Johnson's in it. Yeah, so I kind of hate that, but I don't know. He, he's a fun pick. He's definitely a fun pick. He's absolutely a fun pick. Um, you know, at, at all the the players that we've mentioned Man. are good picks, and I'm not gonna bet just one golfer to win the field. I'm going to bet multiple golfers to win the field because it's such a hard bet. And if you're, I mean, if you're putting down a unit on one golfer, three golfers, five golfers, I mean, it's just fun. You know, you know who we didn't talk about? Who's that? He's playing pretty good golf right now. It's Tommy Fleetwood going off at plus 3,500. 
um, and crack a beer on that. Uh, <laughs> or cheers, cheers to that. But he's a, he's a fun, there's so many picks out here. Like Frank said, it's hard to pick. So for me, what I am picking here is I'm going to lay money on Scotty Scheffler. Um, he's playing good. Golf's a streaky game, especially in the PGA. Um, what was it? I think three of the last five he's won. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with him. I'm gonna pick Tommy Fleetwood as my two, and then I'm probably gonna take what True said with Cameron Smith and put money on them to win the whole thing. Yeah, and there's there's just so much to talk about with this Masters. Oh, I, I love feel it. like it could have its own entire well, episode. I hate to say it, we forgot about the biggest announcement of the Masters this week. We haven't forgot. We just haven't had. We, I know. About we it could yet. we could do a whole episode. I mean, because like here's the thing. He's he's probably not gonna win. Whoa, 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 hey, like, hold up. So it's not, you know, it's not, not worth having him in the conversation it, that we just had, but it is worth having a conversation about him I've, and what he can accomplish and what you might want to actually bet. And that's one of the places I was going to go, um, you know, when I was talking about how you can bet this Masters is, you know, you can bet who's going to make the cut, who's going to miss the cut. You can do a couple different things where you might get Mr. Woods involved. Yeah, I'm going to be live betting this whole Masters all weekend. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Tiger Woods, man. So I wish we would have got True, True's take on this. Because um, Freddie Couples, the, the quote from Freddie Couples after the practice round, if he can walk 72 holes, he's got a legit shot of winning this thing. And that's what it's going to come down to. And that, I mean, and that's really the... That's really the crux of everything, right? I mean, after the type of injury that he sustained and this being his first, you know, live event that he's doing, um, I've got concerns about his body holding up. And, you know, first, like, let's not get ahead of ourselves. First, he has to make the cut. And I'm not totally sure if he's going to make it. In fact, I was thinking about betting against Tiger making the cut. Well, you just made all of America just hate you. But how can you do that? Like, I'm not saying I'm gonna bet to make it. Like, either way, but just you just don't bet against you just don't bet against the man. Like, it's like betting against Tom Brady. Like, you just don't do it, dude. Oh, so, side note, real quick. Um, I was listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on the way in. Mm-hmm. Eight fifty radio, ESPN. Uh, on my way into work. Um, this is Wednesday morning. Max Kellerman, there's a whole segment. I wanted to turn off the radio. Is Tiger Woods an elite athlete? I know my answer, obviously. But Max Kellerman's like, no, he's not. He hasn't shown, like, I don't know if he, he like, how he shoots a basketball. I, you know, he's, t- he's taking all these weird takes. I'm like, excuse me? I'm like, do you know how hard golf is? Like, I lost so much. And Max, he gives usually good takes, and he's able to take feedback on his takes. Um... Especially now that he's off a of first take, but for this, this was one of the most horrific takes I've ever heard from Max, saying that he is not an elite athlete. And I was like, I, I, I couldn't listen to it. I was so, oh, it's terrible. Yeah, uh, Max Kellerman. I, we can just move on, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I looked oh, at the odds for Tiger to miss the cut. It's minus one thirty. That's not really. Great. What, what's what's the odds for him to make the cut? To make the cut is even. Even, yeah. 
Yeah, um, I, I probably would not bet on this one way or the other. Um, what's the fun in that, dude? What, like, really, saying Tiger Woods is going to miss the cut at one thirty. Like, that's what I'm saying. It's what's not, the? That's like, not fun. Because I want to root for him to make the cut. Exactly. Um, and to, if I, you know, put a unit down on this, it's not really, I'm not, I'm not confident enough. That What's his odds to win the tournament? His odds to win the tournament are gross and almost worth like putting like 25 well, bucks on. Is, like, I, since he, <laughs> since he, you know, said he's going to play a ton of people are betting on him just cause. Yeah. Cause it. it's, it's, it's a fun bet. Because you're going to have your buddies at the bar rooting with you because they have yeah. money on him, too. And I'm, not, I'm there with you. I'm not going to put any money on him. The thing is, I think there's more fun bets. Uh, my yeah. my bookie has tiger, tiger Props. Okay. And I'm like, oh, like it, got, it got me intrigued. He is, like, they got round one score over under 73 and a half. God, I want the under. <laughs> I want the country so bad. That would be and a well, seventy-two round. If he threw a seventy-two at it, people would be buzzing after the first day. I know, but he would. Oh, be the dark. first day, I think, is going to be the hardest day for everyone. It's going to be the wettest, right. and for for a guy with a fake leg, imagine walking that course wet as hell. Yeah. And it, so, I'm I'm going to stay away from the first round. Um, you know, under 73 and a half, that's the one I do like just because, I, yeah, how can you not be a Tiger fan? I'm not going to bet against them. Um, but I will bet hole one, fairway in regulation. He is minus 200, yes. I am doubling down, and you can give me that double down of the night right there. I am giving hole one, fairway in regulation a yes. Minus 200, double down on the units. Because he's going to strife it. You know he is. He's not going to go out there and fucking miss the first fairway. It's not going to happen. <laughs> so give me that. And then you want, give me a single unit on green and regulation and hole one, too. Okay. Minus 150. There's some value to that. You know, betting three units in those two. Maybe parlay it. I mean, I could do a parlay. I don't know if I could actually on that. You know, let's just, let's just finish it off. Hole one yeah. to score a birdie. Or better at plus five hundred, yes. Give me a unit. Just he's gonna he's gonna get this sports world buzzing after after the first old masters. Okay. And that's it. That's, those are my tiger bets for the weekend. And then <laughs> <laughs> maybe at the cut, maybe you know, after Friday, you know, I, I might I might look re reevaluate my bets. Yeah. Let's see how I'm doing. Well, it's a long weekend. It is a long weekend. You got weekend. four days, four days of gambling ahead of you. If live betting the shit out, I am live betting the shit out of the Masters. Yeah, and um, so I do have one more point about the Masters. I don't know if I'd call What's it. What's that, Frank? One more, um, one more thought. One, my final thought, and if you have a final thought, we can go ahead with that. My final thought. Sorry, you said. There's, the whole one on Tiger Woods. That's that's totally fine. <laughs> uh, so you know, I'm trying to find like a super value pick. You know what I mean? Like someone that like we're we're just kind of not really talking about right now. I'll help you find one. What, what what can we do? Sandy Lyle? Can we please get that? How old? Can you tell, get, tell me 
What's Sandy? Yeah, okay, I got his odds. Oh, you got his odds. Yeah. Okay, never mind. I don't know why I can't. Sandy, Sandy Lyle is like, what, 65 years old? <laughs> and he's still playing in the Masters. He shoots after, after like, three holes. He's like 10 over. Sandy Lyle is literally the last. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he's... What are those 500,000 plus 500? Well, because if you win the tournament one time, you can always come back. Yeah. You can always say, okay, I'm playing this year. And Sandy just will not hang it up. That's awesome. <laughs> I love Sandy Lyle. I root for him every year. Oh, my God. Let's see. How old is he? No, this is... This is um... And he's a Scotsman. How can I not like him? I forgot he was a Scotsman. I just... 64. He's 64 years old, Frank. Well, I wish him... And he's plus what? Is he plus... 500,000? 500,000, 500, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking for a little bit a little more better. realistic uh, winner. Uh, but this, Come on, Sandy. One time. This is this is uh, a super value pick now. I don't like, I wouldn't bet the farm on this, but. Just a unit. You know, you're trying to, yeah, if, you, if you've got some units to spend and you want to have some fun at the Masters and, and root for, for someone a little bit different, um, I'm going to go with somebody who was as recently as 2020 in the top three of the Masters. Top three finish of the Masters. Oh, my God. Uh, a very young person. He's 24, only 24 years old. Name that golfer. Name that golfer. Name if, that. <laughs> if you know uh, either of these facts, then you'll know who I'm talking about. Sung J.M. When's the last time you... You put a unit down on some Jay Hawk. He's not a bad golfer. I see him on the tournaments. He's always a, he's always on the leaderboards. I just sometimes he's up there, and sometimes he, actually yeah. most of the time he's in the top twenty when I see him. He's, it's probably because he's being talked about. He's one of those guys that's just he's he's not from a traditional golf country. Maybe he was taking some notes from Hideki Matsui. Matsuyama, I mean, yeah. He's taking some notes from him. I hear, uh, I'm not just being, like, just because they're Korean. I'm pretty sure they're, like, really good friends, if I'm not mistaken. That I cannot... I know. I'm I'm, 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 I'm being, like, totally honest, but, yeah. yeah, I think that's a great pick. I think that's a great value pick. Yeah, he had a tough, he had a a tougher Masters last year, but he's only 24 years old. His first Masters was in 2020, and he had a top three finish. People don't just finish in the top three of the Masters. Like he knows the course. He knows the like at the age of twenty four. He knows the course. Yes. Um, Not like it. What's he? What's he going on with that? Uh, plus eight thousand. That's a great value pick. How can you, like? Yeah, throw a unit on that. Why not? I you know I like it so much. I'm gonna I'm gonna cut a unit and a half and throw it on there for you. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. So that was the the one. I wish I could. Uh, get True's take on that. I might text him. Yeah, maybe uh, get it, like him on Twitter says. or something. See what it. Yeah, quote him. Put it on Twitter. Quote him. Like, see what he says. Cool. Awesome. No, I love that. That was a great segment. Great. Awesome. Masters. Um, gonna be a fun weekend. I wish we could do a podcast every night. <laughs> um, <laughs> just because <laughs> it was like kind of like uh, March Madness a little bit. <laughs> just yeah, wishing. Yeah, I wish we had some more professional equipment and. Could you thought this could just be our jobs? Yeah, um, we need your help out there, please. Please <laughs> let your moms, everyone that you know, moms, girlfriends, brothers, dads, exes, wives, fiancés, mistresses, just give them, you know, forward the podcast everywhere that you can. 
I appreciate it. Thank you. That was my, that was my plug. <laughs> that was my, my quick plug. It was a good one. Thanks. Appreciate it, man. Yeah. I've been working on those. Really have. Just looking in the mirror and talking to yourself about it. No. Yes, maybe. All right. So let's, let's shift gears here. Let's get into MLB. Um, and, you know, we spent a lot of time on the Masters, so we'll try and be a little bit quicker. Yeah, they can listen to the episode. <laughs> we can drag it out. Let's burn their ears more, Frank, with better picks. Because well, we're here to win the money. That's true. I got some good picks for opening day. I am super stoked. My favorite team just signed their best player to a five-year extension. That is Jose Ramirez. I'm wearing it right now. Yeah. Let's go Guardians. Let's go Guardians. Now, that would have been a good day in the land. Now, tomorrow's a different day, but today's a good day. Well, um, I can't wait till next week, opening. Uh, open, like, home opener. Open, home opener. Yeah. And I, we, I won't lie, last episode, if you listened to it, I know I was a little sloppy. I, I was shooting from the hip a lot. Um, missing, like I said opening day was the 15th because it was the home opener. So I do apologize for that, but I feel like we've been a lot better today. Um, and I got my picks. Whenever you're ready, Frank. Yeah. I don't know how you want to go about this. Well, do you um, do futures or do you want any picks? We can do them both, but just which one do you want to... Let's, let's go picks, because there's seven games. We can go quickly through them. Let me... Um, uh, I, got some of my, I got my one lock of the night, too, and I'll save that for the last game. Um, I, I didn't make any MLB picks. I did. Um, I do have futures that I okay. want to talk about. Cool. But we can run through the slate, and um, if I see something that I like, then I'll, I'll chime in on um, if I was going to do a bet on it. So, um, okay, so what game are we starting with? Uh, how about the Brewers and the Cubs? Okay. That is Corbin Burns uh, and, and Kyle, Kyle Hendricks. Hendricks. So I'm not going to bet against Kyle Hendricks. Um, so I'm taking the Cubs money line plus one and a half every you know spread in it. It's minus 107. So um, that's just an easy pick for me. I'm just not betting against Kyle Hendricks. Well, I mean, that's probably a good call. Yeah. The next game is the Pirates and Cardinals. Okay. Uh, I got to add you two picks on this game. Uh, I really like the Cardinals minus one and a half because it's plus one of six and Adam Wainwright's on the mound. Um, they're playing against the Pirates. I don't know why they're plus, minus one and a half is plus one of six. I, I don't understand that. So that's an easy pick for me. Um, and I'm going to do the under as well in that game because I do think Adam Wainwright only gives up like a run. Um, and the Pirates can't hit worse shit. The under's at eight, and eight, eight runs. Okay. So I'm taking the under. I'm seeing seven and a half here on more board. I'd still, I'd still t- I, yeah, I'd take the seven and a half. I think that's a low scoring game just because the pirate. The only thing you got to watch out is if the Cardinals go off for seven runs and beat them ten to nothing. So pick cards, uh, the under, and you're taking. Yeah, take the cards minus one and a half. Take the under. Because worst case scenario, you're gonna at least hit the cards. Okay. Um, all right, and so now our next one, if. Uh, yeah, I'm ready. You ready? Oh, baby. Do we have a Hawks lock on the horizon? I think we do. Um, so, Hawks locks are 
one and two ever since we revamped this podcast. You know, not looking, not what I wanted, obviously, but this is, we're going to turn it around right here. It hasn't, it hasn't been a Knox Locks. I mean, I'm just, I'm just trying to, to call you to, to step up to yeah, you're right. assess your right. right. spot here on this podcast. You're right. And that's one, you know, I won't lie, the, the last week, my lock that I thought was going off the the night, the next night, the Dallas minus one and a half, whatever that was, they won by 10. Yeah. No, um, no I did lose the Brooklyn. That I, was a great lock. It was just an unfortunate. Unfortunate error, error on, my, on me. Okay. You know, hand up. But yeah, I'm understanding dates. Hand up. And hand up. That's on me. When shows are released and yeah. Yeah. Um, but the Brooklyn versus Milwaukee missed because Brooklyn lost by one point. And they were favored one and a half. Yeah. That was a tough one to swallow. I won't lie. My, my locks, though, they've all been close, which is good. Besides, the one I won was a blowout. What? Wait, it was St. Peter's. Yeah. They yeah. won it. Yeah, my yeah, uh, double down on St. Yeah, double down on St. Pete's, and yeah. they, they won that game. So, my losses have been close. I feel pretty good. Um, my lock of the night for opening day is the Guardians versus the Royals. I am taking the under, and easy reason here. I know that's back to back unders. Everyone's kind of a little like, "Whoa, so what's going on?" I'm gonna give you. Uh, I'm gonna give you a little something here. Yes, need it. So we're gonna start calling them funders instead of unders. Okay, so yeah, I'm taking the funder then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that actually. <laughs> How high are you? <laughs> Like, oh my god. <laughs> Wait, who thought it? Did you think of that? No, that was another, uh, that was another hold the line. In the oh program. my god, I love yeah. it. The funders. Yeah, that's a, a shout out to... Uh, I've never heard that Bear. before. I've never heard that. He knows who he is. I've never heard that song. I'm, I'm going yeah. never, to... Never calling that under again. Yeah. Never. So, I'm taking for the lock of funder of the Royals game, which is eight and a half. The reason why is because Shane Bieber's on the mound against Zach Greinke. I'll just, I'll just let that sit. Yeah, you don't need to tell me twice. I would absolutely jump on this with you for a, a variety of reasons. And the Guardians, that just for reasons of me being a fan, are a team that I know very intimately. Um, I try to separate gambling from, from fandom as much as I can. So I'm you know, I'm totally fine with picking the Guardians to lose games and, and things like that. But I have a, a little bit more intimate knowledge of their lineup than I do with some other teams. And their lineup is just so young and inexperienced mm-hmm. with no power. We have Jose and Frommel yeah. for the power. That's it. That's it. Uh, now, on the flip side of that, the pitching is elite. It's top tier. Shane Bieber is a, a, a continuously in the conversation. He's coming off injury. Coming off injury. He's coming off injury, but that was a long time ago. Like, it was, yeah. It was a so, while ago. I think this is a bounce back year. Um, is it, Are you going to see it in the first start? Maybe not. He might be a little sloppy, but even on his sloppy starts, he will only give up three runs. Yeah. And that, that would be the game. We'll lose three to two. Because our offense is so bad. So, that's why I'm taking the under in that. And I think it's a lock. It's an easy pick. Because I think it's a pitching duel. I'm feeling kind of bricked up about this pick. 
this bat pick right there? About that pick. You want to make it the fully bricked up no, pick of the night? Hops locks. We'll keep it a lot hops lock. Hey, we can still get bricked up about it. We can still get bricked up about it, but it's the hops lock, so we'll leave it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, we'll find something else we agree on. I'm fully bricked. It's okay. I'm I'm fully bricked up right now. Um, oh, I forgot to give you my ugly girl at bar pick. By the way, um, that was Tiger Woods winning the whole damn thing. <laughs> It's my, the, the last girl, last girl I had the part. I'm not even gonna write that one down. <laughs> last girl at the bar, pick Tiger. You go ahead and put that, put that on your one, on your slate. Give me one for the other hand. Six green jackets. Give me that. Um. <laughs> All right, let's move on. All right, what else you got? New York Mets and Washington Nationals. New York Mets minus one and a half. Okay. Mets minus one and a half. Want to give us any reasoning why? No. I respect that. Uh, Cincinnati Reds, Atlanta Braves. Atlanta Braves, minus one and a half. Max Reed's on the hill. It's plus 106. Um, and they're the defending world champions, and since he's not going anywhere this year. Yeah, Cincinnati. Um, does not look good. I'm sorry. I, I have reason. I just, I mean, I honestly, before I honest, I don't know how this spring went. I just, I I hate them. And this is not a biased pick. Like, I just hate them. I think they're just going to be trash all year again. They always get, like, uh, Frank had a bad, he has a bad beer. That beer is not good. Eight days a week is not good? No. Yeah, well, why would, there's no such, eight days give a week. Give it, it a drink. I just finished a. a Did tire, the Beatles make this? I finished a, a tire swing by Masthead Brewing. I would recommend that. That was really good. It's a hazy. Paleo. It's not that bad. I mean, the face you made made me like... Maybe because I just drank that tire swing and this is so different, but... Yeah, it's not that bad. Try it. Try I mean, I'm going to drink it. Try it. We'll, we'll, we'll pause. Not as bad as my first sip. Yeah. I think yeah. part of it was just coming from that IPA, but... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, eight cool. days a week, Blondale. It's... Yeah, we might forget about it later. Um. Okay, next. What's next? Astros and Angels. Okay, I got two picks here. Okay. Um... I don't think you're going to like these picks. I love them. So, so Shohei is Otani's obviously on the mound to start. Um, he's going up against Valdez. The thing is, I think the Houston Astros are getting a value at the money line here. Two reasons. Shohei Otani's not going nine, in, nine innings. He's not. He's gonna, he's not so much he's on a pitch count. Just every manager is smart. They're going to pull him. When he gets tired at, like, you know, 80 to 100 pitches, he's going to get pulled, which could be in the fifth inning, could be in the seventh inning. Just kind of depends on how he's pitching in the game. At that point, the, <laughs> the um, LA Angels bullpen is atrocious. It's always been, it's always has been. They made no moves this offseason, if I'm not mistaken. Kind of shooting from, shooting from the hip there. Pretty sure they didn't make any moves. So when they go to the bullpen, Ashes are going to jump on them. They're going to win this game. So being a plus 114, I'm going to take that for the Astros. And I'm going to take the over at plus 8.5. Do I think Shohei Otani has a good outing? Yes, I do. Do I think he has a better day at the plate? Yes, I do. And I think this game is like a 5-4, to 6-4 to, six to four kind of ball game. Um, not like it's going to crush the over, but it's going to hit. You need to crush it. You need to beat it. I love that. I love that line. <laughs> uh, good. Uh, Padres and Diamondbacks. I'm taking taking New Darvish over Madison Bumgarner. It's that simple. Um, 
Bumgarner can come out and have a great game. I could lose this bet. I just think that the Padres are going to get to Bumgarner before the um, Diamondbacks get to you, Darvish. So I'm taking the money line at minus one and a half. It's minus 103 for me. Um, I think there's a lot of value in that. I think the Padres win, you know, four to two here or four to one kind of thing. You're taking the money line or you're taking minus one and a half? Minus one and a half. Minus one and a half. Yeah, yep. Yeah. And those are, those are my picks, man. Other than the, the Mets Nationals, because you gave me no reasons, I can, I can see uh, your reasons behind these. And um, I definitely agree with the Hawks lock. Maybe, the Thunder? The Thunder. I think that, that maybe you're giving a little bit less credit to the Angels than what they probably deserve. That's why I took the over. That's why. That's why I took the over. It's kind of. That's why I double bet it because yeah, Mike Trout can put up four runs by himself. Shohei Otani can put up four runs by himself. Just like that, it could be eight to nothing. I like the. I like the over on that. I don't necessarily like the the Astros on the money line. Okay, that's fair. Um, that's fair. That's not a lock. It's just a pick. It's not. It's just a pick. I think that was. A, it's a. It's a good slate. I won't lie. It's a good slate. I think. I think because I like this over so much, I'm starting to feel things. Yeah, my, my, my downstairs region is starting to feel things too. I'm feeling kind of bricked up. Yeah, I think I think we're both fully Are bricked you up. Fully bricked up? Is that it? the fully bricked up pick of the night, I Frank? That the fully bricked up pick. Of the night. I I can agree with that. The over yeah. the eight and a half for the Astros versus the Angels game. Is it possible to have a fully bricked up pick of the night that is a under a funder? I mean, I don't. Of course, I don't think so. Why? I don't know. It just it just doesn't sit right with me. I won't lie. It's just an under. I mean, I keep saying it. A funder. Well, like, fully bricked up pick. I know we get excited about it, but how can you get excited about a funder? There, there are certain places where I think you can get very excited about a funder. Um, like the back of a um, back of like a strip club with the strobe lights going, kind of. Like, that's where I can get fully bricked up but with an ugly chick. Like, you know, that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. If she's a four, and I'm like, hey, come on, back here. It's not, it's not, come on, back here. This isn't the last girl at the bar. I know. And that, that's a, that's a, that is a skank at a strip club I'm talking about. Not the last girl at the bar. Last girl at the bar has some value to her. Okay? Just like Tiger Woods winning the fucking Masters. There's value to that. Because everyone's fucking betting it. And you want to bet it too. It's like it's like doing drugs. It's like, come on. Come on. You want to do it too. I know. I got some. I got a piece of candy. <laughs> you want it? And I'm taking that candy. I'm getting that van. I'm closing that door with no windows. I'm taking that candy and getting in that van. That took a dark turn. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. Um, let's pivot. <laughs> you that. How do you, I guess it's a hard transition. You're right. Yeah, let's just go. Go. Let's take a dark turn into the future of Major League Baseball. And we, we discussed a little bit last week. Can you give a quick recap? Yeah. So I know my World Series picks are the fun ones that I gave. Were the Mets and the Chicago White Sox. I actually have another one for you because Chicago White Sox, I want to go off as a 1,000. Mm-hmm. I think if you want to get really fun with it, you take the St. Louis Cardinals, Cardinals at plus 2,800, uh, I mean, because they're going to win the Central. Um, you got the socks. You got the cards. And the Mets would be for the um, that the cards are a new one that I just threw in there. Then you have the Phillies too. Phillies winning that NL East. Yeah. So if you want to, uh, anyone that's winning a division, 
if you want to throw it in the World Series, be my guest. Okay. Um, but so the Sox is what the division or no, I, I don't, I'm not betting the AL Central. I'm not doing okay. it. I can't bet against the Guardians. Because I have a different winner for the AL. Um, that's fine. What's your AL Central winner? Uh, my AL Central winner is the Twins. Oh my goodness. There's some value to that. There's a lot of value to that. Plus 550. Plus 550. I knew. I thought it was like plus 450, but plus 550 is... Yeah! They're mashing too in spring training with um, um, Carlos Correa as a new shortstop. He is... He's looking good. Yeah, and I, I mean, I really think the Twins and White Sox, the gap between these two teams is so small. Um, and it's going to come down to who beats the teams they're supposed to beat more often. That's fair. Um, I think... I liked some of the stuff the Twins have done. I think I really feel like the Twins have been building. Like there's been a sense of this team is getting better. Yeah. So I'm I'm looking at the Twins to to make some noise and win the division. Oh shit! I just totally forgot. I have a a draft tonight. Uh, fantasy baseball. Yeah, I totally forgot. Um, start. Probably already started. To be fully honest. So like um, the, weird, the weird thing about the Twins is. It, it looks like they took a step back last year after a few years of being fairly, I don't know if I want to call it dominant, because the, the Indians have won the division a few times in that span. 8 o'clock, I'm good. Ooh. But since, <laughs> since 2017, the Twins have had an 85-win season, yeah. a 78-win season, a 101-win season in 2019, then the, the COVID year where they, they, won, they technically yeah. won the, the Central, um, but it was only by like a game. And 2021 kind of looks like a step back because they only won 73 games. Well, because they had no bullpen. They had no bullpen. The, their their um, starting pitching was ass. They were supposed to be like really good on the bump, and they just, their pitching wasn't there. Did they make any moves this offseason? Yeah, the Twins have, have been... Besides, besides Correa, obviously. Yeah, and... I think that they some of the the moves that they've made have been just kind of under the radar, you know, signing back some veterans, just kind of re reestablishing a couple of roles, filling themselves out. They were never a bad team last year. They just had a bad dude. They season. got they got Chris. They got Chris Archer. Yeah, they signed Chris Archer. Signed as free agent on March twenty eighth, twenty twenty two. One year contract. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Let's see what else. So, and those are the kind of moves that I'm that I'm specifically talking about. Is these moves that they aren't gonna like they aren't gonna be the headline on ESPN probably. Chris Archer's a fucking headline. He's a good he's a great pitcher, but he had it down I mean, here. It's not the same as the Carlos Correa moves. Like that's gonna be the, the move, you know, that gets the big splashy headlines. What I'm saying is they put together a body of work in a way where I think that this team is going to come out and really show that they're here to compete this season. Yeah, I want to know what their um, their five-pitcher lineup is. So Chris Archer's in it. Who's a young guy, too? Again, it doesn't matter what the five-pitching lineup is. Good bullpens. You know, they say um, what matters in life is good friends. I'm like, fuck good friends. I want a good bullpen. Let's be honest. And you know who always has good pitching? Who's that? The Guardians. Percent, that's how they compete. Like that's why. And my per last episode, I said they're going to take their over because they're pitching. They always find a way to compete. 
I do. I do think that that is a great bet. It's like, what's over like seventy three? Seventy three. It's it's low. I think there's they're um, an eighty one club easily. Mm-hmm. Um, and another point, uh, the Twins also signed Sonny Gray this off season. Oh, yeah. Look at that. So yeah, Chris Archer, Sonny Gray. Mm-hmm. Who's that? I'm forgetting a guy. What's his name? I wish we had a guy that was in the booth just finding all these. I know. We, like, and he'd feed it to me in my earpiece. I'd be like, oh, I'm, I'm really smart. No, you're not, dude. You didn't, you didn't fucking know that. No, just a couple of regular dudes talking sports. Yeah, guys that are just like, Mike, I don't know. I know my I know my team's death sharp, but like, when we get around the league, I'm like, oh, did that, ha- that, did that happen? I mean, there's only so much you can know about every sport and every team and every sport. And we're trying to cover everything. Including, like, including so dogs. We're bringing wonderful guests. Like, that, was, that was amazing. Great, fantastic guests. We'll have more. I've got, um, you know, the Hold the Line community yep. uh, has a, a lot of degenerates that know a lot of different sports, so. Yeah. Um, As we build the podcast. And I won't lie. We got um, NHL playoffs coming up. I got I got my hockey guy that's going to be in coming on. I can't wait for the playoffs. I, that's one thing I do love is hockey playoffs. Yeah. And it's right around the corner. Uh, I went to the, the Capitals game, playoff game, when I lived in D.C. against the Penguins, and it was the most electric sporting event I've uh, ever been to in my life. I watched um, the Preds versus Wild last night. Did anyone watch the first um, – First period of that combined at the time I clicked in, it was five minutes left. Combined thirty eight minutes of penalty time. They were fifteen minutes in at thirty three fights. They had a after that they had a tripping, they had a cross check, and they had one more penalty too. So you had it was at forty five minutes of penalties or something like that in the first period alone. Electric game, but then Preds blew them out. I'm pretty sure they held on to the lead. I went to bed. They were at four to one, but that first period, man, oh, it was fucking great. Yeah, we'll definitely um, we'll talk more about we'll it later. Talk more about next episode, maybe. Yeah, the playoff. We'll talk more about hockey playoffs, NBA playoffs. That will probably be a focus of a lot of the next yeah. few episodes. Come yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, and hopefully we can get odds on some of those games. I definitely can beforehand. Whereas right yeah, now, Preds one sixty two. Yeah, they, currently you know trying to. To pick games a day or two out when NBA or NHL is hard because there's there just isn't any odds out there. Yeah, it's it's hard because we're we're on, we're a one week podcast one one once a week podcast. In the middle of the week Wednesday. We like talking about the weekend. I think Wednesday's a good day. Might change it up, but um, what else you got for me? So we talked about it a little bit. Um, you know, I like the Phillies to win the NL East. I think that that's another one. Good value there. That's a good value one. Because you got um, Atlanta Braves and uh, who am I thinking? The Mets, right? The Mets, that's right. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Mets because of the pitching staff. So he drops the Phillies in value. The Phillies go in value because the Mets are so good at the pitching staff and Atlanta Braves are a World Series champion. So you take, take the Phillies for the value. Might as well. Yeah. And, I mean, the Phillies, they made some moves. Like, this is... Their lineup this is, is team dangerous. trying to compete. Uh, you know, they added Schwarber. They added Castellanos. Their offense was already good last year. Um, it's it's hard to, to look at their lineup and be like, oh, like, here's somebody I want to pitch against. Like, it's everybody... Every pitcher that comes against this, this lineup is going to have a hard time. Dude, that that's the thing. So it's gonna be a long year for the Braves and 
the Mets in the NL East because of this lineup alone. Yeah, and they're, you know, Rangers Suarez, I think he's going to have a, a, a great year. That, I, at first, I wanted to deny my buddy gave me that pick. Mm-hmm. And he's a, he's a baseball guy, too. And since then, the, the Mets have had injuries come up. Like, since we talked about this. You're right. Week, the Mets have had. So if you took this last week, you're probably even happier this week. Because, mm-hmm. what, the Phillies are probably, well, DeGrom's out. For how long is DeGrom out? I'm not sure. What happened to him again? Uh, again, we're doing research on the fly. Well, I mean, it's you, you know the broad strokes, the details. But he's just out. He's, not, yeah. like he's, the he's missing his first start, isn't he? Shoulder injury, yeah. significant time. Like those are yeah, he's missing more than one start. What happened, I don't really need to know. Yeah, but, he's missing probably, he's probably missing a month, which is, in baseball years, um is four to five starts, six starts maybe, he's probably missing. At least, he's he's stopping throwing for at least four weeks. So just throwing. Four weeks. Not going to throw it. So that's an entire month right there. So yeah. that's even before he throws. Now, once you start throwing, you're going to have to do some rehab assignments. Of course. Like So I would say maybe two months. Oh, the job. Phillies are now plus 350. You're right. Yeah. From that news alone. Yeah. Well, I, I don't even know that what they That's were. Big, I mean, they were more than that last episode. I don't know what they were. I know I took them, so I'll have to go back and look at my bet slip. I mean, how many um, starts do you think that is? Like, that's got to be at least, what, four to eight starts probably for DeGrom. So that's, you know, eight games that they could potentially drop um, and allow the Phillies to, to kind of take, take some of that momentum, take some of those games and, and get ahead. So, yeah, the Phillies, I like that one. You know, there were a couple of, of teams that I like to beat their projected wins. The Athletics to win over 67 and a half games. The Athletics is always a team, they're a small market team that feel like they're constantly selling, which is kind of the feeling that I get with the Guardians a lot of seasons, is they're just constantly selling. It's so hard to win a World Series with that kind of mentality, though. Yeah, it's well, so I'm not saying win the World Series, I'm just saying beat their division total. That. Not playoffs, just beat their win total. Uh, their win total is 67 and a half right now. So, you know, I think that they are going to be decently competitive in their division. And I think that that's going to help with what they're able to do um, wins-wise. You know, they were a decent team last season. They lost some pieces. I like them to be able to take some wins from some of these other teams in the American League when they play them. And I think it's going to be not an easy hurdle for them to clear, but I think they'll get over 67.5. So that's you know my one of my picks for um, for total wins is the Athletics. I like it. Um, group chat for my um, fantasy baseball league is on fire right now, and they don't like me because I want to play for a lot of money. I'm a degenerate. I told him get out. Of, I, I told him to get out of the league. I was like, get out of the league. I'm like, come on, we're we're grown ass men here. And then someone said, I got still in college. I go, oh yeah. I'm like, okay. And then maybe we got to dial it back a little bit. Not everybody is on the same level, degenerate wise, as we, we. I mean, we're literally hosting a podcast about gambling. So if you're not the most degenerate of your I'm, fantasy baseball league, yeah, I would only I'm gonna be surprised. win. I'm going to win. That's all that matters. Um, because I love that. Like, if you want to play for 
I'm playing against college kids who are like the buy-in's like twenty bucks, and they're like off, and I'm like, fuck that shit. Yeah. But I'm like, as soon as we put it at twenty bucks, half the team, half the squad, about three weeks into the league, fucking stops looking at our lineup because it's only twenty bucks. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm like, okay, I'll just take, I'll just. Long season. Yeah, but I'm like, I'll just take your money then, you know, because now I only have to play against half the people, which is like four people. Yeah. Um, I think we're in an eight-man league or something like that. There's. I mean, I'm going to moneyball the shit out of this. And just, since there's only eight people in the league, dude, you can make a lineup. <laughs> the draft doesn't even matter. Well, how you feeling, Doc? I'm, I'm good. Um, like I said, I got 20 minutes until my um, draft, so I think this is a good time to stop. Um, that was a good episode, I think. Um, oh, I got to check my hockey scores real quick. I have some tonight to kind of give you a tab. Did they, they didn't tip off. Puck drops. Puck drops. Starting right now. Uh, I got the Caps money line and the Ducks money line. So we'll see about those. Yeah, I've got a couple of hockey picks tonight, too. I mean, it's not going to make a difference for this particular podcast. Yeah, just, hey, well, that's, what, that's what we're dealing with tonight. Just for fun, why not? I took a, I did a little parlay of, of overs because uh, life's too short to pick the under. Funder. It's not a funder if you're picking against it. It's only a funder when you pick. Ah, okay. Makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, I got the Flames and Ducks at over six. I got the Canucks and Knights at over five and a half, and the Lightning Capitals at over six and a half. That's my my parlay. I'm sorry, listeners, that it's a day early for you, but that's... that's hey, it's, how, it's how the cookie crumbles every once in a while. Breaks. I can't get the, the NHL lines uh, for tomorrow, today, so... It's unfortunate. Uh, we'll try and keep it mostly relevant to stuff that you can actually bet on. But just for fun, why not? So yeah, uh, that is uh, going to wrap the episode today for um, recorded April 6th, being posted on April 7th of the Hold the Line podcast. Uh, thank you out there for listening to us, and hopefully we are able to win you some units. Uh, please, please Follow our Twitter page. We'll try to get picks out there when we can. Those are a little bit easier to get some live picks uh, to the Hold the Line community uh, since we're only podcasting once a week. And uh, subscribe to the podcast. Give us a review. You know, send us a DM on Twitter. Let us know how we're doing. Uh, HTL Pod. Is we might give some live picks on the Twitter feed too. We we this most weekend. definitely are. Why not? Um, I started to a little bit last week. Did but you? I got to get you on the account too, so you can. I deleted all my social media. Too. I got to get back just for that only. Yeah, I mean, you don't even need to have your own social media. You can literally just log into the whole one pod account. Anyway, we can talk about that off air. Yeah, that was a good. Uh, yeah. So anyway, we love you. Love you guys, yes. and uh, we will. I'm gonna go take a piss. See you next week. Good luck.